Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of It's Not All Rainbows. I'm your host, Lindsay Goodman. I'm a certified trauma recovery coach, and I'm also a survivor of abuse in a queer relationship. I'm here to help validate and support those who are or have been in my shoes and to help spread awareness of what these kinds of relationships can look like. Today, I'm going to actually talk to you about a letter that I found that I wrote to my abuser while I was in the relationship. I mentioned it in last week's episode and I was like, oh, sorry, I bumped the table. Folks, I was like, oh, I found this. It was literally yesterday that I found this letter and I read it and I was just like, what? I can't imagine talking like this, um, but I'm going to share it with you, and then we're going to talk about it. Um, this kind of goes along with last week of, like, being sucked into this, like, toxic mess, but it also this letter is, like, very trauma bondy and shows very clearly what it can look like when someone's in a trauma bond, um, and there's something, like, somewhat, like, it feels a little bit vulnerable to be, like, I'm sharing this letter that I wrote to my partner at the time. I don't like to use uh, the word partner when it comes to abusive people. Um but like, that's obviously what I was thinking at the time. And cause by the way, they're not your partner if they're abusing you. Um, but like, ugh, I wrote this to my abuser and I'm like, really? It's like, Ooh, this is embarrassing, but I'm going to share it with you because if it helps you perfect, if it helps even one person worth it, let's do it. Um, it's not the first time that I've shared my writing. I believe I did like a TikTok uh, of me responding to, um, a journal entry I did when I first met my abuser. Anyway, okay, so for this week's struggle and successes, um, I am batch recording right now. So when I do that, the benefit is that it clears up my mind for so much for the rest of the month when I can work ahead on my podcast. Uh, but it does make it more difficult for me to think of struggles and successes. Um, so let me think. A struggle... And I've been doing well. I think I might have to change my intro and like what I do because my struggles these days are less about um, my abuse and healing from PTSD. And it's more about trying to figure out what I'm doing with my life, um, which which is a, a very real struggle for survivors and people who are like coming out of these relationships and starting fresh. But for me, those struggles come less obviously to me when I'm trying to share these with you because I'm like oh I want this to be something that you all can relate to and like see like oh she's a human I'm a human this makes sense but it's like hey let's just do that here's my struggle um I don't like where I live and I might have talked about this before but like I've lived for a year um with my son's dad who's not my partner and so my bedroom is an office and there is a lot of benefit to what we're doing right now um, a lot of benefits. I can make a huge list of them, but there's also a lot of struggle with that. Um, neither of us are like living the way that we would if we lived alone. Um, you know, we're like having to like respect each other's space, respect each other's like separate lives, raise a kid together, um, do all of this stuff, you know, and if it was up to me and if I wasn't raising a child with someone, I would live in another country. So it's like trying to navigate this whole 
Um, and again, this has been going on for a year, although for the first, obviously probably, you know, six months or so, that's not what I was thinking about. I was just trying to heal from this, this abusive relationship, but it's just kind of like a daily, um, like a, just a daily thing of like trying to be like, this is okay for now. Um, you know, at least I'm safe here. Uh, those kinds of things. So yeah, if you listen to this and you're like, yo, me too. And you're just like, whether you're staying with your parents or you're, um, staying with a friend, or maybe you're like in a town where you don't want to be right now. Um, whatever that looks like, like, let's just remind each other that this is temporary. Um, we're not going to be here forever. We're healing. We're getting back on our feet. I'm not on my feet. Like I could technically move on tomorrow. Again, there's lots of reasons why we're choosing to stay living together at this point in time. I'm hoping that either by summer or I don't know, Christmas, I'll have my own place. Uh, but again, right now we're sticking with it. Um, but yeah, you're not alone. Um, restarting life after abuse is, it's a whole other thing. Um, and a lot of people don't understand that. The success is, um, it's 2023, 2023. Uh, this is the first year that I have, I'm just gonna make this up. I went no contact in 2021, but I still heard from my abuser in, I think it was like January and April of 2022. So far, this is the first year that I have heard nothing from my abuser. So we're going to celebrate that. Um, knock on wood. <laughs> they really shouldn't contact me. I feel pretty solid about this, uh, that they won't, but anyway, so I'm going to dive right in. I'm going to go ahead and read this letter. Um, I was reorganizing. Now I'm going to sell side. Sorry. I was reorganizing my books. I decided that I was going to move out my massive pile of abuse, abuse recovery, abuse awareness or education, all that stuff, books. I'll put them in the garage on my bookshelf in the garage because I want my room to be more like, okay, like nice. It's not hookah, but, um, I did just get back from Copenhagen. So I'm like, what? okay, let's put a candle over there. I just want it to be nice and calm. This is like my only space that I have, right? Cause it's not my own house that I'm living in. And I'm like, you know what? I want to get those books out. I'm going to bring in my travel books. I'm going to bring in my favorite history books. I'm going to bring in a parenting book that I like. And I'm going to, anyway, my shelf fell. If you can see this right here, I had a shelf right here. It fell. I broke some things. Um, it's okay. The universe was telling me I didn't need those things in my room. Um, but in doing that, I opened up a book that I hadn't opened in, you know, forever. And inside was this little piece of paper. And I already knew what it was. I was like, mm, this is going to be a no from one of us. I already knew. It reads, name of person. I know I've put you through a lot. I know I say every single thought that pops into my head and that it confuses you. Sometimes my thoughts feel like facts. Even if a different fact was there an hour ago. I know I've hurt you with my words and my fears and predictions of how things will go wrong. I know my words probably mean nothing to you, but now, now, but I'm writing this anyway. I love you. All of you. I'm just a complicated person that needs a lot. I love your body and your mind. I can't imagine for one second allowing, anyway, so I'm saying basically like, I can't imagine anyone else being with me. I can't imagine being with someone else, right? There's a lot going on in here. So if you are my client, if you're my coaching client and you're saying these things to me about your partner, I'm seeing a lot of red flags. 
And if you're watching this on YouTube rather than listening to the podcast, you could see me pause and you could see my facial expressions and just like the horrific feeling that I have reacting to these words. So let's start at the beginning. I've put you through a lot. No mention of what they've done to me, right? I say every single thought that pops into my head and it confuses you. I'm trying to communicate and you don't like it. I'm trying to communicate and you don't like what I'm saying. So you're making me feel bad about it. Sometimes my thoughts feel like facts, even if a different fact was there an hour ago. Gaslighting. This is gaslighting. What happens? Maybe in this moment, I've told them that I'm feeling unsafe. They gaslight me and an hour later, I'm having a different thought in my head, right? This is a lot of gaslighting going on, self-gaslighting now as well. And or just the fact that I have so readily accepted the things that they're telling me. Again, gaslighting. I'm already just like, yeah, I guess you're right. You know, um, I know I've hurt you with my words and fears and predictions of how things will go wrong. So this shows me that, you know, at the time or for some time I've talked about breaking up, you know, we're not going to be together. Um, we're going to end up breaking up. This is going to go poorly. Um, you know, one of us is going to get hurt, you know, tells me that I've been saying things like this. And of course they're responding with, you know, you know, you only see you're, you're so negative. You stop thinking negatively. All you ever do is leave people. You need to stop thinking that way. Look at me. I'm always here. I'm so loyal. Again, a lot of gaslighting. Um, so this is me feeling bad for expressing myself and also them trying to get me to ignore my instinct, which is, this isn't good. I need to get out of this. <clears throat> I know my words probably mean nothing to you, but I'm writing this to you anyway. I don't know. I don't like, obviously I know that you're not going to listen to me. Obviously I know that you don't care what I have to say. I've just ruined your life by talking. So I'm going to write you this note. I love you, all of you. This is the trauma bond speaking. Um, I'm just, this is the part that really gets me. I'm just a complicated person that needs a lot. Whose words do you think those are? Whose words do you think those are? Because I'll tell you right now, I'm not a complicated person and I don't need a lot. I really prefer to be alone. Like another person is like a bonus. You know, if you do something nice for me, that's great. If I do something nice for you, that's great. Like you're just, you're here and we're kind of like, I don't enjoying each other's company or whatever, but I don't need a lot. I need to not be abused. Right. Um, and I'm not that complicated. I really just want to feel safe. I don't want to be abused. Um, but this is what happens when we're in these relationships. Every single time that you share a concern, every single time that you um, ask for something, ask them to not do something, you're complicated. You're bad. You're over the top. Your facts are being twisted in your brain. You're not seeing things correctly. You're negative. All of those things. This is just like a lot of gaslighting, right? And then of course, at the end, I didn't read the end because it's just really, really like what? Like, it's just, it's cringe. Like, I can't imagine saying this even in a healthy relationship. Like, I don't talk like this. I'm not a romantic person. What is this? I don't know. I'm not going to say it. No, I deserve some privacy, but it's just, I can't imagine letting anyone else near me. I can't imagine being with anyone else, those kinds of things. That again is showing how strong the trauma bond is because one of the main ways that I know that someone is in, their, is in a trauma bond, um, we'll just put it that way, is when they're describing that they want to leave, that they want to get out, that they know they're being abused, that they know they're not safe, they're not happy, but they panic when they think about leaving. So this fear of leaving this person who you know isn't good for you. And a lot of times there's 
this, you know, you look at that. I remember looking at them and being like, I don't even think that I like you, but I can't leave. How will I get by? How will I, oh my gosh, because you are so trauma bonded to this person and they have probably told you that you won't get by without them. No one will love you like they do. No one will take care of you and your kid like they do, which like, what did they do? I don't know. They like made us launch sometimes. Um, but like, you can't do this without me. Um, no one will touch you the way I do. No one will talk to you the way I do. No one will kiss you the way I do. No one will, where are you going to live? All of those things. And then you just have this sheer sense of panic that you will not be alive anymore. Like that's a little bit dramatic. It sounds dramatic, but like you just like collapse at the thought of them being away from you. It's because it's an addiction. It's because you are chemically addicted to this person. You are in a trauma bond, right? So this letter very clearly shows how severe the gaslighting was, how much of a burden I felt that I was to this person, how I felt like I was the problem in the relationship. There's not one word in here that's like, you know, let's give an example. I know I'm really secure, insecure about this relationship and I um, ask you a lot if you still love me. Um, and then all of a sudden I'm saying, you know, it really hurts me when you do this. Can we talk about ways to whatever? There's not one mention of anything that they are doing except for, you know, tolerating me. So, you know, again, a little embarrassing. I can't imagine talking like that to anybody. Um, but I guarantee that there's a lot of you who are probably like, mm, I've said those things. Mm, I've read those letters or mm, I feel like this right now. I'm sitting here feeling like I'm the problem. I would say that if my abuser walked my quote unquote partner walked into the room, I would say, I know I'm a lot. I know I'm sorry. I know I'm doing so much. I can't imagine being without you. Thanks for putting up with me. I love you. This is trauma bond. This is what it feels like. This is, I'm all bad. You're all good. In this moment, obviously there were moments that I knew and that it would come out and then I would talk about trying to get out that I knew that it wasn't just me. There was more going on. But in this moment, I'm the problem. And in this moment, I cannot live without you. So that's all. This is going to be a little bit of a shorter um, episode this week because that's all we really need to do with this one. Read the letter. Allow myself to be embarrassed for all of you so that hopefully you feel less alone. You feel seen. You feel heard. You feel validated. And, uh, and we're going to leave it at that. I will say, of course, if you're listening to this and you're in a trauma bond and you're stuck and you don't know how to get out, can't help you. As I said in the beginning of this episode, I am a certified trauma recovery coach. This is what I do. I offer one-on-one -on -one coaching. So you can go to my website, thelindsaygoodman.com and click on the coaching tab. Try to see if there's a time for you. Um, we can do one meeting and just, you know, validate where you're feeling, or we can do as many meetings as it takes to educate you, validate you, and make a plan for you to get out, get you out and start your healing. I can walk you through all of it if that's what's going to work for you. Um, if you are queer, um, I also am doing a monthly for now, at least monthly, uh, support group with my friend, Trey Delatore. He's, I was like, yo underscore Trey on most social media. Um, uh, we're doing a, a support group for queer survivors of abuse, and that's going to be one Saturday a month. That's only $20. So again, if that's you, if you think that this will benefit you or a friend, if you know someone who's queer, who's been abused or is being abused and they can make it to the session, um, the link is in 
pretty much all of my bios. The link is in Trey's bios. So please don't hesitate to reach out. Our first um, session, oh, this will be posted afterwards. So our first session is January 21st. The next one, um, I don't think we have an exact date, but it'll be you know one of the Saturdays in February. So keep an eye out for that next session if you didn't make it to the first one. Um, I would love to see you all there. It's going to be a really supportive, amazing tool for the queer community. Again, if that's not you um, and you want to work with me one-on-one, -on -one, that is available as well. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this episode, please rate, review, subscribe, uh, leave a review. I already said that. If you want to leave a review, I always read them and I always will say thank you for them. Um, and uh, yeah, I just really appreciate that because the more that you interact with my content, the more it gets into the ears of the people who need it the most. Also, please feel free to comment. If you're on YouTube, comment on these videos, ask me questions, um, ask me for more content, ask me for clarification, anything like that. That's what I'm here for. Um, and if not, thanks for hanging out with me today. I hope this was helpful. Go do something nice for yourself, drink some water, and I will see you all next week.